stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt any. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 95 and I am Tawny Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin and we are here to debunk the junk. And uh, that, of course, are those stories that we make up in our heads in the midst of our various emotional states that don't make things better. In fact, they make them worse and they disconnect us from ourselves, from everyone around us, from reality and from the possibility of just having an easier way of doing things. So we are here to help work through that, to identify them, see them, do something about them. And that's why we've done this now for as long as we have. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening live, good morning. If you're listening as a podcast, thank you so much for finding us, for subscribing, leaving us a review, and for sharing it with your friends and family. And remember, you can get this episode and all other episodes of Breaking Up With RBS wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get video versions of each podcast episode at our YouTube channel, Breaking Up With RBS. We have a Facebook group of the same name that you can join to get content in between. Tawny has a six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com where you can work on all these things that we talk about every week in your own context and see how they work for you. And on the second Saturday of every month, Tawny and I host a free Zoom workshop where we introduce you to some of the practices of getting grounded in the body, answer any questions that you might have, and really just kind of go where we go. And we are working on other things. Uh, Our book is coming along, which is really kind of fun, and we're making some strides there. So we'll have more to talk about that in the weeks ahead. So, whew, there we go, Tawny. I got through that. There you have it. (laughs) There you have it. Now what do we do? Now what do we do? I know. Take a deep breath. So, and uh, yeah, good, good sure. to see you have your, your mug and I have my mug as well. So we're, mm-hmm. we're ready to mm-hmm. keep ourselves refreshed here as we go. So, all right. Oh, so there's obviously a lot of BS every week that we run into and we every week pick something, some element of that, some slice of the BS to take a look at. What slice do we want to take out of the pie today, Tawny? Or maybe- What slice? Do you have one or should it come or should I give one? I guess that's the question. I, you know, I was thinking about the slice of rocky relationships and the BS piles or the piles of BS that might surround rocky relationships. Oh, um, what do you what do you think? OK, we're talking like personal relationships, like friendships, romantic partnerships, that type of thing. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, romantic partnerships or, you know, we're, we're wanting to pair up, you know, mm. and, and we, we give a lot of thought to these sorts of relationships and when they're rocky, what's, you know, I just thought maybe we could talk about some of the piles that are involved there. Yeah. Okay. That's, what do you think? That's you timely. Think? That's timely. I have had conversations of late with uh, various people who are in the midst of something like that. And maybe, and it's not uncommon, right? Every relationship is going to have its rocky moments. Uh, these ones in particular were ones that, that seemed like this this state of affairs had been going on for quite some time, you know, so they were kind of revelations to me, I should say, about that. So um, 
you know, I think taking a look at this would be apropos. I think a lot of people would like to know what, what BS stories might be in there. So yeah, sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you made a good point. Like some relationships experience a lot of Rocky for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So then we think about like, okay, well, maybe each relationship has a, might have a different definition of Rocky. Mm. You know, what would constitute Rocky in one relationship might not constitute Rocky in another relationship. Right. So we'll, yeah, we won't be able to overgeneralize necessarily at all. But, um, and then, and then certain, so, sometimes in relationships, we get used to a certain level of Rocky and it becomes quite familiar. Mm -hmm. And then, then maybe it's redefined, maybe not, but, you know, I think, I think, uh, when we experience unpleasantness in our relationships, then we often will <laughs> ask ourselves sort of like, do I stay or do I go? Mm -hmm. And that question can come up quite a bit especially if that rockiness has been there for a while. Yeah. So the question of should I stay or should I go, I think we spend a whole lot of time on and, and we try to really dive deep into, you know, we make our pros and cons list. Oftentimes we talk to our friends about all of this. We're making another pros and cons list next week. You know, there's lots <laughs> of things. Things going on here. We're doing magazine with, quizzes. And not to make light of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we're following people we're following people on social media that are telling us all about who our partner is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's great, right? Does your partner blah de blah blah blah? Does your partner blah well your partner might be a blah de blah? And then it's like, whoa, I didn't even realize that about my partner. Well, <laughs> wait a second. Now I got another problem here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and and we're looking, what comes up for me as you're talking about that is we're looking for, for what is really a set of internal feelings about what to do about this and internal decisions. We so often are going to external sources for clarity check or reality check or information, which by itself isn't bad, you know, by itself isn't bad. And yet that question of do I stay or do I go and when do I know, like when does Rocky become toxic, right? When does toxic become undoable? <laughs> when does undoable become run for the hills? You know, when those are things that I think we tend to look for clear markers of when those are. And the challenge for me with things like that is that anything that claims to give a universal answer that is true for every person and every couple in this sense. I immediately have questions about because no two people are alike and therefore no two couples are going to be alike. They're going to have perhaps some common threads and maybe that's really what we're looking for. The, but each, if each person is unique to themselves, each relationship is going to be unique into of itself. So, the simple answers to me fall flat because of that alone. Certainly, right? Like if we, we'd have to buy into a belief system that says um, relationships are supposed to be this way. You know, <laughs> right. those partnered, committed, long-term relationships are supposed to be this way, whatever this is. Mm -hmm. and, and that just doesn't even really exist. Um, like you said, you've got two different people and those two people are 
creating a kind of relationship that will need to be evaluated and recalibrated over time to meet the needs of both people. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, uh, well enough, meet the needs well enough for both people to continue the relationship as they continue to co-create the uh, development of the relationship. Yeah, as they as they choose, as they define their dance, right? As we've talked about so many times, as they def- as they develop mm-hmm. that dance, that style, how it goes, mm-hmm. what are the rules, you know, mm-hmm. what and, are the agreements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, ab- absolutely. And the redefining of it, because that's the other part too. If we're going to be in a long-term partnership, we are all, we're going to be redefining it at certain points in the relationship. Mm-hmm. We'll get a sense that this relationship needs recalibration of sorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when things instead of instead of feeling like well this is just the trajectory it's going I, I i have i'm just getting swept up in it i guess this is what needs to happen right there there is a an, a way for us to be able to start to think about recalibrating whether it's both partners or whether it's even just one partner can make a difference in a relationship mm-hmm. but here's the part nobody wants to hear Here's the part that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> Everybody keep listening anyway. <laughs> first of all, you know, don't turn me off. Don't turn off. Um, first of all, <laughs> recalibrating, right? Okay. So we could use a lot of different words that might kind of interact with this that might not mean the same thing exactly, but sort of. Um, growth would be one of them. Um, some curiosity could be another one of these words, right? Um, uh, creating, creating could be another one of these words, right? Like, like there's an openness to this when we're cre- Why can't I say this word today? Recalibrating. There's an openness to this, right? And it starts with the person knowing themselves first. That's the part that is going to be huge in this working. Mm-hmm. So that most folks who want to talk about their relationship with me want all the suggestions and advice about how they should change their partner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So great. It's so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have some just some suggestions that they would like to share that that then they would like me to share, <laughs> which is even better, right? <laughs> it will never work that way. No. No, and and it it fits in with with what we were just saying, like, you know, the magazine, like the magazine quizzes, how to know when your partner is such and such. You never see them. Says, how to know <laughs> yourself before you get into this relationship, or how to know when you when you are feeling it's time to step away. You never see those. It's about other things. No. It's about externals outside of ourselves. How to get? Oh, oh, oh. How to uncover your own BS. <laughs> yeah, we need to make one. We do. That just came to me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I got my phone. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> right. Go ahead. How to, but, right. but seriously. Yeah, seriously, right? Um, the, the Relationships are fertile ground for our own growth. We have such opportunity inside of relationships to get to know ourselves 
and how we interact in relationships. You know, what it, what, how do we react when things aren't going our way? Yeah. What actually, what kind of dance or dynamic, even in small ways, like momentary dances and dynamics, stress us out or make us feel uncomfortable or are unpleasant? You know, how do we um, work with another person around a shared agreement? How do, how do we deal with our own stressors? And when we're in survival mode, because um, we've been kicked into it uh, due to, you know, life struggles, and here we are, how do we manage that within a relationship? So we get to see this happen with ourselves mm -hmm. if we choose to pay attention to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a... There's and then a we get to decide. Then we get to decide, right? And there's, there's that's a that's a little bit of a different uh, paradigm, if you will, I, uh, or or way to frame it that a lot of people do. I think a lot of people can tend to look at their partnership as a place where it, maybe it's a refuge from those things in life. Like I have to deal with all of that at work, or I have to deal all of that with my with my family, or I have to deal all of that with my friends. This this should be my haven. This should be where I don't have to do this. Things are supposed to be smoother here. You know, this is supposed to be. That and what what you're suggesting is kind of flipping that around. That this is the proving ground, right? This is the place where you really work on those things. That then, by extension, head out to how you then work with your family and your coworkers and your friends, right? That this is the true testing ground instead of the other way around. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we tend to think inside of our partnered relationships that we just can let it all out just kind of like whatever's going on just like hammer our partner with whatever <laughs> the worst parts parts of ourselves are mm -hmm. and they're supposed to handle that and show us their best selves which is great too right right <laughs> we we, we want to be all a, we want to be a mess on the floor and then our partner's supposed to respond with their best self right right which which doesn't work that way, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so not that we can't show some of that, but having some, uh, being courteous to our partner and recognizing that our partner is also just a human being and, and, and being able to regulate ourselves to helpful degrees where we can kind of show up even for our partner as our best self or mm -hmm. our better self uh, and, and then be able to work together. Cause if we're both just throwing our worst selves at each other, what, because we think that's what we're supposed to be able to do in partnership. We're not doing this on purpose. We're not, we're not trying to be hurtful necessarily. Although sometimes that is the case, but we do feel just like you said, that this is our safe haven. This is where our the worst parts of ourselves can just feel that they can fly freely mm -hmm. whenever they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that can put a lot of stress. Yeah. It puts a lot of stress on things. And then it raises a lot of those questions if that expectation isn't being met. Right. If that, if the expectation is that this is supposed to be the haven where either a, I should be able to throw everything out on the floor. And I could also see it. I'm thinking the opposite way, like where everything is supposed to be idyllic in here. Right. <laughs> Everything is supposed to be perfect. Everything is supposed to be separate from all the ugly. You know, if, if the expectation is either one of those, it seems to me, 
then those questions about, oh, okay, well, my expectation isn't being met because here things are rocky. That is going to automatically redefine what rocky is as opposed to coming into the relationship and treating that as this proving ground where you, you recognize that there are these difficult things and these sides of you that you need to work on. And you're also trying to be courteous to your partner. You're also <laughs> you're trying to do all those things. Your definition of what Rocky's going to be is going to be different from that perspective, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. We all would probably have a different definition of what's Rocky mm-hmm. based off of what we could tolerate. Oh, yeah. Right. When we think about our own survival, well, when we think about our own coping mechanisms and 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 stress response, right? We we have a tolerance level for things, and and so we'll we'll see some differences in those tolerance levels. Mm-hmm. Um, even but you, we see this easily by the way couples communicate. Right. Some some couples can communicate with a lot of sarcasm or a lot of emotion or a lot of elevation in their in their um, tone. And and then, you know, other couples wouldn't have the tolerance level for those kinds of things. So so there's there's all of these um, things happening all at once. But the key is to be able to at least the key in the relationship is that at least one partner is willing to grow in the way that they have the courage to look internal to themselves and really flush out where their um, trouble spots show up in times of stress Mm -hmm. and start to move out of that, start to show up with more resiliency, with with more compassion, with, with, with more clarity. Uh, it only takes one of the partners to do this and make a difference because then that creates some calm for the other partner mm. to then not even know, not even know that they can, they're making changes also. Hmm. Yeah. It kind of creates a, creates the possibility of a space for that partner who's not doing something to perhaps move into that a little bit more, which would be at a different a different pace, I suppose. Well, when we're not showing up as our best selves or we're, you know, cause we all do this. We show up with blame and criticism and defensiveness and, and then we've got guilt on board and shame and, and all of these things are happening for all kinds of different reasons. Um, when we start to take a look at and um, do our own work, we can then start to experience ourselves differently and be able to move out of these places with with greater ease because we have more clarity and you know living more more presently right right so so here we are we are really regulating the 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 stress levels in the relationship when we do this right so so if two people aren't just you know going back and forth with defensiveness and criticism and um, other kinds of things right and and one person, so if two people are doing that, then the there's going to be some volatility probably, or some real disconnection in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be tough. That that's going to be a, a real rocky situation. It's probably only going to continue to grow, and it's probably not going to be something that will stay together at least in a way that people both people feel fulfilled, right? And and that they can show up as their best selves, right? That makes sense. But, but if one person, yeah, if one person does that work, 
right? So down regulates the stress in the relationship because the triggers aren't going both ways anymore. And that can make a huge difference too. So when people want to stay in their relationship, one of the first things to do is to really do your own inner work. Right. First. Right. And it would seem to me that, that let's take that scenario, that one person willing to do the work and one not in that spot. If that person who's doing that work is, is learning more about themselves and knowing themselves more, that's going to, over time, it would seem to me, if that situation stayed the same, that that person continued to be the one doing that work and the other one perhaps is not or not stepping into that, that person who's learning more about themselves and knowing themselves is going to get a better sense of when they might be ready to be done. Correct? Certainly. Yeah. I mean, the more we know about ourselves, the more we know about life. Right. And the, <laughs> right. We're going to have a whole lot more clarity about a whole lot of things. Sure. Sure. Including when we might, might, we might just know from that knowing space, that grounded space, we might just know when we've when it's run its course for ourselves mm -hmm. rather than some external yeah. thing that's going to tell us or some, some moment, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And obviously there, you know, I keep thinking of there's, there's obviously elements in relationships where there, there are things that are clear signs that something might not be the best thing for you, right? Obviously overt abuse, things like that. So it's not like we're suggesting, okay, you're being abused just know yourself a little more, <laughs> you know, be the person who opens that, that, that's something different. We're talking about from a space of two people that are not doing necessarily those things, but that, that's, an, what is it about that though, Tawny, that people don't, you said people don't want to hear that. Is that because that means they have to work on themselves, that they're the issue? <laughs> that's what they don't want to hear? We're, uh, we are, so one of the things to get comfortable with is we are always part of the issue in every aspect of our lives. Nobody wants to be the issue, but I'm getting on my soapbox here. Okay. We only have a few more minutes, but if, no, um, really we are, if, if we are interacting in our lives in whatever area we're doing, we are part of the issue. Mm -hmm. So at, the sooner we can accept that, then the easier it is to recognize that, Oh, then we also get to, respond in ways, learn about ourselves, in, increase our skill set, um, you know, practice some um, more connecting ways of being or get, gain some insight into how we can engage in the process differently. Mm -hmm. But it, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the person who's doing the work is like the one to blame. We're always looking for something outside of us to be the problem. And then if the problem can then just fix itself, then we don't have a problem anymore. Right? right. Like we've talked about this quite a bit. Yep. Um, yep. And that leads to people like from that point of view, that leads to people like waiting something out, hoping the other person is going to change or hoping the other person is going to stop doing what they're doing or, come to some sort of realization. Like if you just wait it out long enough, you know, then something will magically happen. You know, something will magically improve. It's, it's what I say something very similar. You're, I, you say you're on your soapbox. I don't think it's a soapbox. I think it's a truth. You know, it's, I've even said to people, both friends and clients, what's the common thread in every single relationship you've been in? What is the, there might be more than one, but what is the one we can start with? And they never, the first thing they say is never, it's me. <laughs> it's, 
it's always something else. But I'm no, no, it's ourselves. <laughs> we are the we are the 100 absolute 100 percent clear common denominator in all of our relationships. What we bring, and that by itself indicates yes, part of the issue. And if you're going to start looking for somewhere of where to go to get some orientation, knowing yourself is the place to start. You know you can start there with 100% confidence that it's actually going to address something worthwhile. Yeah. And you're going to take yourself into your next relationship too. <laughs> yes. So you're going to be in the next one too. <laughs> Either at the time is now, <laughs> the time is now or the time is later, whichever one you choose, but you will still be there. Uh-huh. So and this, the same stuff continues to just happen in a weird way. <laughs> and then we wonder why. You know, it's like, why does this keep happening to me? I don't know. Why does this keep happening to you? This is, it might be you. <laughs> or, or it's just, well, I just choose the wrong people. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe, maybe, but um, there might be some more things there, to discover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that might be part B <laughs> to the equation of A plus B <laughs> equals C. <laughs> You're forgetting A. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, oh, this is good stuff. It, we could go on and on about all this and, and certainly there's more, but I, I really like that. That starting with ourselves and knowing ourselves is really that, that key. And, and it's something that pretty much every episode of the show that we have done as we wrap up this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS, every show that we have done somehow, some way comes back to that. Knowing ourselves, getting grounded in ourselves, getting away from those, detaching from those BS stories, that's where we start to be able to navigate. And I think, I like how you put it. We get clarity about life through clarity in ourselves. Yes, yes. And we like to have fun with it. So mm -hmm. we are just laughing because we've all been in this boat at oh, yeah. some point in our lives. And um, we can find some humor in some of the things that keep getting repeated. And while we... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Try so many different ways to fix them that don't work. So, don't yeah. work. All mm -hmm. right. So hopefully, thank you so much for everybody listening. Hopefully you got something good out of that. And hopefully you kept listening when Tani said nobody wanted to hear this because it was good stuff. So thank you so much. And remember, you can get this episode or any of episodes of uh, Breaking Up With Our BS wherever you get your podcasts as well as on our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS. We'll be back next week to debunk some more junk around some more stuff. And until then, I am JDK Winnegan. And I'm Tani Santabria. We will see you all soon. Take it easy. Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. <laughs>